Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into 91.7 The Edge. This is what makes me mad. Last show for the semester on radio. However, it definitely won't be last show on the podcast forum, so I'll probably record those still every Monday. But last show as of right now on the uh, radio side of things. And yeah, I'm not going to lie, I feel like I'm in a mood today. I am just sick of this semester. I want to be done so bad. Just, oh man, I, I don't even know where to begin. I'm I'm mad about things. I, I got three exams coming up on, not this Monday, but next Monday. Three of them things are due, and it's just like, why? And then I had a professor actually move up one of the uh, it's like a take-home exam, so I thought that was going to be on Wednesday, but instead she moved that up to Wednesday, and I'm just like, why? Because everything got to be due on just one day. Then meanwhile, too, I got a group project coming up on Wednesday, and I got this dude that just thinks that we can meet all the time because we have all the time in the world, and it's like, dude, I don't have the time to meet up with you guys. We should be good. I don't know why we need to meet up. I literally go, yeah, uh, I don't think we need to meet up right thing and then he literally goes yeah so i was thinking we could meet up on tuesday and it's like no we don't need to meet up why are we meeting up right now like i this isn't my only class like for real is this like your only class dude because you seem to be able to just dedicate all your time to it and meet up so much and it's like i don't have that time i barely have time for anything right now i'm literally struggling to stay above water and then i have this guy yeah no i think we should meet on tuesday it's like to go over for what to what spend 20 minutes wasting my time on things that i already know what we're gonna do it's a presentation we've already done the research on it we've already done a research paper on we know what we're gonna talk about literally all we need to decide all right who's explaining what in that cool that's literally could be explained over a text message but no we're probably gonna have to go meet because this guy wants to, and then I'm just ugh. pretty sure I was gonna have plans or something going on too that Tuesday night. But no, nah, I school, school has to come first. I'm gonna be really glad when I'm done with this semester. Not gonna lie, just this semester has absolutely sucked. It has been busy from what seems to be the start all the way to the end, and just Thanksgiving to Christmas. I've been seeing a lot of memes of. Uh, that the thing in between Thanksgiving and Christmas break is like that last slap of Mario Kart where uh, the music just starts playing really, really loud and everything gets all tense. Yeah, no, that's me, and I feel like I've been hit by about four blue shells, took out three banana peels, and all this other stuff. I'm just so ready to be done with the semester. <sighs> Next semester looks to be a lot easier, though, so hopefully that's a lot easier, but just literally just today... Uh, I don't know what's going on. Like, I've been really unlucky with that. Having to meet, a probably again, and then the exam getting moved up. And then also, too, I kind of got a low score on one of my assignments that I was like, cool, that would have been a lot better to get a better score on that. And then I probably would have felt a little bit more confident going into the final exam. But that's whatever. Nah, it's been, been a journey for sure. Um. But it's I, I can't wait till the semester gets done. I'm I'm so sick and tired of literally being here and just but 
not not being like in studio. I enjoy being in studio because it's the only way I can actually vent about my life. I feel like, and you know, I know what it works out good because I can put it on a resume. But like literally, just going to class. Literally, literally, college is you pay a bunch of money to attend class and get mentally destroyed for a semester, and then everything gets done. That's literally what college is. You pay a bunch of money to get mentally destroyed, and then at the end of it, you get a sheet of paper that signifies, hey, I got mentally destroyed. And oh, let's not forget that I still have to probably get a graduation fee that will be coming up sometime next semester. Don't get me started about that. I've said it about twice on here. Say it again. I think that's a load of crap, but I don't make rules. So... Anyway, to get into it, though, um, I did have a pretty good weekend, though. I'm not going to lie. I uh, All my sports teams were doing pretty solid. Almost completed the Grand Slam trifecta. I had Manchester United go in to Man City and get a win. Was not expecting that. Badgers basketball came up. Absolutely shot the lights out of the ball. You know, something that I've expected from this team, and that's what happens when they can actually make their shots. They absolutely blew out undefeated Indiana, which is always a fun thing to see. And so, they, Badgers won, Badgers basketball won, Manchester United won. And there's, oh yeah, Whitewater going down to Mary Hargen Baylor and winning and beating a team that knocked them out of the playoffs. Take that, you bunch of private university school kids. No, so they won. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, can Badgers football go in and complete the trifecta against Ohio State? And for a half, it looked like that was going to happen. But then the wheels fell off second half. Uh, For those of you who do not have me on Snapchat, I had uh, put out a snap story saying, you know, hey, I'm really looking for, really happy about the first half of the game. You know, I thought play calling was excellent. And the thing that I thought was going to be like the key for that was they went, Ohio State goes down and scores pretty much identically the way that they went down and scored against us against when they're in Ohio State this year. And so I was like, great, that's going to break our back. They're going to go on with momentum. But instead, the Badgers, they go out, quickly go down and score. I think that was the one where Cephas had that amazing catch and Taylor had that really great run. Everything was clicking for us. Momentum on our side. And I'm like, yes, finally we have momentum going into the half two. What do we do? Third quarter. Give up a long third down and 10 completion. Uh, so, But the, one of the things, though, that I had said, though, I was like, after I was talking about the play calling, but I was like, I know something stupid's going to happen. I just didn't expect so many stupid things to happen. So first thing that uh, was stupid, third and 10, really long completion. I was like, great. Way to give that up, you guys. Um, and then that one-handed catch in the end zone, great catch, don't get me wrong, but of course, you know, that has to happen, and then, let's see here, so that was, we're already at two, and then, so then they're only down by a score, and then we have the punter drop the snap, and so that sets them up in really good field position, so that's, uh, let's see here, stupid thing number three that happened, and then we hold them to just a field goal, which, shout out to our defense, they Granted, they were on the field for a lot of times, but they gave up so many big plays on third down. 
but they also came up with a lot of clutch moments. So I'm not going to harp on them too much. But then, uh, let's see here. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of other things that I thought were dumb. Oh, yeah, the false start. The false start that did not get called. Don't know how they missed that. Because literally, the kid looked right at the sideline ref as if, oh, that was on me, and then went, and then I'm pretty sure he was the one that caught the touchdown pass, too. Because, you know, that makes all the sense in the world. Um, but as I said, I'm not going to harp on that call because, as I said on the previous show, that you have, um, if you, good teams or great teams will find a way to overcome reps, airs, and, you know, we didn't. We've had every opportunity, though, and we didn't. So, play calling got kind of bad in the fourth quarter, but... I was still, like, really impressed. Like, first half, we were literally throwing everything we had at Ohio State. And I thought, you know, going into Minnesota, second half, we threw everything at them. What did we do first half against Minnesota? We opened up the playbook. We didn't play scared. Taylor had a big game on the ground. Code didn't play bad. He wasn't a sharp second half. He missed some throws. But, like, he was able to – he looked really, really good. Like, you know, the Jack Cone that we were hoping to see this entire year. But, of course, no avail. Ohio State beats us. I hate that university so much. I hate Ohio State. I hate their fans. Just everything about it. And it's just because we can't beat them. I wish we could honestly beat them. The one time we beat them was back when you know, we had J.J. Watt and John Clay. And like that was eight meetings ago. We're 0-8 against those guys. And they always seem to get our number at the end. And I just hate it. And just... Ohio State, a lot of things they do make me mad, honestly. Just, I hate how in the beginning of every kickoff, their entire kickoff team is doing that sway thing with their arms. I think that's so stupid. I just, why do you have to sway your arms on the kickoff? Just hands on your hips, ready to run. I hate how it's that swaying of the momentum. It, it looks really, really stupid. And if I wasn't on radio, I would probably be describing some other words. Uh... To describe it, but I'm not going to because, you know, I like coming on here and telling you guys about things that make me mad and, you know, not get kicked off the air. So, I really hate that sway thing. And then for some reason, too, I swear to God, Ohio State fans always do something before kickoff that just always irks me. And for some reason, they had it where they would take off a shoe and they would put it on their hand and they would wave it. It's so kind of like, you know, when, like, there's a kickoff. And people, you know, jingle keys, which I think is fine. I think they've done that before. But they had it where they were holding up their white shoe, I think. And it's like, that's disgusting. You're in Lucas Oil Stadium, a public stadium. Floor's not going to probably be that great. And then you're taking off a shoe to put it on your hand. That is disgusting. Man, Ohio State, they're they're just a bunch of whacked out fans. Like, you know, I give them credit. They cheer on a successful program. And I cheer on a good program, but, you know, it's not up to the level of an Ohio State. But, you know, and then they have that one guy that dresses up as, as like, called, like, Big Nut or whatever. I, I, I hate that guy. And then that, uh, that one other guy, too, that wears, like, the cape or whatever. And I don't know. They're a bunch of wackos. And that's, like, as clean as I can put it here on the program. I'm still kind of stinging about that loss, but... But it's whatever. Ohio State goes to the playoff. 
represent the Big Ten. What I'm hoping happens is, you know, they can beat Clemson. And then, honestly, I'd like to see either LSU or Oklahoma win it because I know the Big 12, it's a good conference, but, like, they haven't had a win yet, I don't think, in the playoff. And they've had some good squads that should have gone, I feel like, farther. And so I'd like to see Oklahoma just, you know, Jalen Hurts. I really like what he's done as a quarterback. You know, didn't complain about being benched. You know, then went through the transfer portal. And that, and speaking of transfer portal, quick, that's another thing that makes me mad because if the transfer portal actually showed some consistency, Justin Fields would have been ineligible to play in that game. And who knows, maybe the game's probably a little bit different. He doesn't complete so many long third-down passes on us. Because let's not forget, Justin Fields transferred from Georgia to Ohio State and had that transfer granted right away. Meanwhile, Micah Potter still waiting to be played and has sat out for over one and a half years. I love the NCAA. Just, I want to see consistency with it. Either let them transfer right away or they have to sit out a year. Or what I've said, and I've seen other people say, first time you get to transfer for, you don't have to sit out a year. But if you decide to transfer again after that, then you have to sit out a year. I think it's done that coaches, if they have a better opportunity, they can go leave that for that opportunity. But yet kids have to wait a year. And it's just, or some kids, because Tate Martell can just transfer from Ohio State and get it accepted at Miami and not have to sit out a year. Um, but then you had, there's one kid that was just trying to transfer back to Illinois. He was a tight end because his uh, grandfather was dying or something like that, and he wanted to be close to home. NCA, yeah, no, we're, you're going to have to sit out a year for that. Or, or either that or they just denied it completely. And it's just like, you guys are run by a bunch of, oh, you're running by a bunch of terrible people that don't know how to protect the student-athletes. You say you're for the student-athlete, but you're not. Um, and so, yeah, just Justin Fields torching us. It was not fun. I mean, God, we played so good first half. And, yeah, just I forgot where I was going on that, but um, it, that second half was just frustrating to watch. And I feel like every sports fan of every team can say, yeah, I've seen this story before where we get off to a great lead and then it always comes back to bite us. And, you know, that that happens to a lot of teams. But I feel like specifically that happens to my teams where they always find a way to stomp on your heart. But, you know, second half, absolutely brutal to watch. Um, but at the same time, too, Ohio State is literally an NFL factory, almost an NFL team, basically. They have a lot of good talent and... They have a bunch of five- and four-star guys. Meanwhile, Badgers have, like, ten or something like that, I think I saw. So I give Coach Paul Christ, or Paul, or Paul Chris, a lot of, you know, a lot of praise for how he's able to coach some guys up and get us into playoff, really close to the playoff with, you know, not a lot of talent compared to other schools, but... It's just frustrating losing to Ohio State so much. It makes me mad. But, yeah, Ohio State goes to the oh, – I remember where my train of thought was at now. I hope Ohio State goes, beats Clemson first round. Then either Oklahoma can beat LSU or LSU can beat Oklahoma. It really doesn't matter to me. Normally, I don't cheer for SEC schools because I think that conference is really overrated, and I understand if LSU wins, everyone's going to be saying, oh, it's such a hard conference, which in reality it's not. Um, but – 
don't know, LSU, I think it's cool that Joe Burrow, you know, has to go beg for a scholarship at Ohio State and then loses out to Dwayne Haskins. So then he transfers to LSU. Doesn't look too great. They get a new offensive coordinator, absolutely lights it up. Most likely will win the Heisman. And so, and also too, I like Coach Orgeron. You know, I thought he kind of got a raw deal at USC. I thought he should have been the man for the job there. But I'd like to see them win. I mean, I feel like they haven't won in a hot minute either. So, you know, go Coach O. But, yeah, so it'd be nice to see either Ohio State. I mean, all four teams, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun little playoff to watch. I think, you know, it'd be great to see them at eight teams. But, you know, I think these four teams all have a legitimate shot to win. You can't count out Jalen Hurts. LSU has looked really dominant, especially against the fourth-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. They just absolutely beat the brakes off them. And then Ohio State has looked like number one team all year. And then Clemson, too, reigning defending national champs, undefeated, granted their schedule very, very weak. But... You know, they still have a lot of talent on that squad, and they've looked really good, too. So I think both games will be really interesting to watch. And, I mean, I'll just sit back and casually enjoy it. I don't think I'm going to pull for, like, Ohio State so much as, like, oh, I got to pull for the Big Ten. Like, if they win, great, good for the Big Ten. If they lose, ha, that's what you guys get. Um, But it, it'll work out all right. It works out good that Badgers still got a spot in the Rose Bowl. So it'd be really nice to see them boys win a Rose Bowl because granted I think I was I've been alive to see Rose Bowls however I haven't been like old enough to witness them and like remember them because I think the last time they won was in 99 and I would have been one and a half years old at the time because you know I have 97 year old or nine the year 97 was when I was born so granted I know it was Ron Day and running up and down the field but um you're talking to someone that has seen three straight losses for the Badgers out in the Rose Bowl, and so I just want to see them win. Like I know Oregon won it a couple years ago, so and also too, I feel like we always face Oregon if it's either in basketball or if it's in football. But big stage, always got to face them apparently. So I really hope they can pull it out. I don't know why I always yawn when I come on here. I always get so animated, but yet I start yawning for some reason. But you know, I'm excited for the Rose Bowl. It'd be cool to see them win it as well, too, because then in Coach Chris' tenure, uh, you won the Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, and Cotton Bowl. That's pretty successful, and so hopefully we can keep that up. But, yeah, I I want to witness a Rose Bowl victory. I love watching the Rose Bowl, and I especially love watching the Badgers in the Rose Bowl. And so I think we have a good chance. And shout-out to Jonathan Taylor for signing. He wants to play in the game, so I wouldn't fault him fault him for sitting out but also too good for him hopefully we can get him a rose bowl victory so yeah so that that was uh saturday night was kind of sad to see all that but works out kind of good that we got the rose bowl so i don't think we would have gotten into the college football playoffs so it was either like win you win the big 10 championship and then you go to the rose bowl lose but close margin you go to the rose bowl so whatever hopefully we'll be more mad when we go in there and play but that was, that was just a lot to see. And then also, too, I'm pretty sure there's someone, I think the ref for the Ohio State Badger game 
was wearing a very small shirt. And what makes me mad to get back onto what makes me mad, Grant, I was just venting for the past 20 minutes about the Badgers in Ohio State. Um, one of the things that makes me mad is when people wear shirts about two sizes too small. And I especially see this with, like, bodybuilders. And I swear to God, it's like every strength and conditioning coach in college football. And then for some reason, too, the ref was getting in on it. Yeah, if you're buff, great. But, like, these people wear shirts about two sizes too small. Like, the Northwestern, that Northwestern guy that's, like, this animated strength and conditioning coach or whatever. Super annoying, but, you know, whatever. Um, it, he Honestly, they, they wear schmediums. I feel like they're wearing shirts that are, like, two sizes too small. It's just, like, just find a shirt that actually fits you and not hugs your body to show off your frame like just wear a bigger shirt like i understand you have you're extremely well built i can see that i don't need to see it glorified because you're wearing a shirt that looks like it's holding on for dear life and so that makes me mad seeing uh just those people with the medium shirts i don't know it's just like why um another thing that makes me mad uh Guest views being dumb in the local newspaper. So I'll read the local newspaper once in a while, and uh, they have a little thing for people to, you know, leave notes on. And I swear, I swear, like most of the people that write those uh, guest opinions, really, really dumb. And I, I know I said I'm not gonna get into politics, and I'm gonna try avoiding it here. But there is one that was like getting all upset because Governor Evers had wished everyone a happy holiday instead of Merry Christmas, which, again, I always love this time of year because then you get, it always has to be a war between people with, between the happy holidays and Merry Christmas. And it's just like, can I just say something? I think it's really dumb on both sides. It's not a war on Merry Christmas. All right. It's not a war. I, I think it's just so dumb that people get so upset it's like oh say merry christmas all right there's all the people that celebrate holidays around this time all right how about we just be inclusive to everyone you're just saying happy holidays i hope you have a happy holiday i don't know what you celebrate i'm cool with it but i hope it's all in goodwill literally you're wishing goodwill for someone how do people get so upset about that i know we live in a society where everyone nowadays gets upset over everything but like i'm literally wishing someone like you know hope you have a good time like Good wishes. I don't understand why it has to be a certain way. And also, too, if I say Merry Christmas to someone and you don't celebrate Merry Christmas, sorry, but a lot of people celebrate Christmas. And it's like, if I'm telling you, you know, Happy Merry, Merry Christmas, it's like, guess what? Christmas falls on the 25th. I hope you have a good 25th. And I hope you have a good other holiday as well, too. But I'm literally just wishing goodwill on people. And I don't understand how people on both sides feel like that's a lot of things nowadays. It's like, a lot of times, it's just both sides are just way too overboard on it. It's just like, I'm literally wishing people goodwill. And so that guy or whoever wrote into the newspaper about like the, oh, it's so dumb. Have a Merry Christmas. And it's just like, really? Is there like not like more issues in the world to deal about than this war on Christmas? And it's like, just wishing everyone, you know, happy spirits, like happy times. I had a... I was ringing um, the Salvation Army bells one time at a store downtown and uh, told some, and you know, I always just tell people happy holidays because it's the holiday season 
And then I had a couple of people that were like, oh, say Merry Christmas. And it's like, all right, how about I don't wish you a happy holiday at all? So dumb. And then also, too, like, uh, working, you know, fast food, like I've said on here before, too. And, like, you know, when I get around, you know, I'll just say, you know, happy holidays. And I'll have a couple people go, oh, just say Merry Christmas. It's fine. It's like, no, I don't know what you celebrate. So I'm just wishing you to have a happy time because I understand holidays can be stressful for people. And I hope everything goes well. I'm just literally wishing, wishing you guys goodwill. And then you guys are getting all... That's not good enough. It needs to be this way. How about just understand, take it as a compliment, say you too, and then move on with your life. I genuinely don't understand why people just have to be so serious about it and just be like, all right, cool. Someone's wishing me goodwill. Cool. I'll take it. That's really, really dumb. So that guy that, or the person who wrote that opinion in the paper, I hope you're listening now because it was a really dumb opinion. And I just feel like a lot of times people think like they're so so smart when they write it in and they have this little platform kind of like I have this platform now where I think I'm so smart on everything but these people just start you know write it in send it in and they think they're so smart and like they're getting broadcast but in reality they look so dumb a lot of times they just look so dumb and they sound so arrogant too and it's just like oh man just as someone please educate this fool and so guest views being in the newspaper a lot of times are dumb and they make me mad and another thing that makes me mad is uh, why I'm so heated as well too today is because I've spent the past two weeks working on papers, uh, finished as I said before, I've, but I'll say it again as a little recap. I wrote a 10-page paper uh, due before Thanksgiving break. I wrote a 7-page paper due on Thursday, and then I wrote a 6-page paper due on uh, Sunday. And then also too, I'm in the process of having to write um, a research, it's like a group project, uh, group paper on Charlottesville, so that's not too hard to write about, but I'm in the process of finishing that. I'm so sick and tired of papers, but anyway, I have to, you know, annotate sources, which I think are really dumb, because like either if I just put them at the end or put them in the paper... And just where I got it from, I hate how it has to be a certain way, APA, MLA, whatever. I think it's dumb. But then also, too, so I use BibMe because, you know, that's, like, really quick and efficient. But also, too, like, so BibMe has about 900 ads on their website, which I understand you're trying to make as much money in advertisement dollars as possible. But also, too, that slows down my laptop. But then also, too, if you have all these ads, I shouldn't have to use... Uh, so they have a choice that's like after a while, like you use it, pops up, hey, either watch, you can watch this uh, interactive sponsorship ad, um, or you can pay, you know, to get BibMe Unlimited Access nine ninety five a month. Obviously, I'm going to choose watching the sponsorship, even though they already have a lot of advertisements on their website as is. But then for some reason, too, yes, on Saturday, I was using Google Chrome for it, and for some reason, I couldn't, like, get the ad to load and so I had to for some reason it worked in Safari which is weird because uh, Safari is kind of an outdated browser but I'm just like why do you need another like all this advertisement money it's just like you don't need to have 900 ads on your website it slows things down it's dumb and another thing uh, that makes me mad too um, is uh, I'm gonna also too Go back on sports. Uh, Whitewater, 
wins uh, in uh, against Baylor and uh, Mary Hodge and Baylor, and so I'm like, oh, hey, maybe we'll get another playoff game here. Uh, we are not announcing it on campus radio. We uh, got the game. The game is going to be played at Perkins, but UWTV isn't going to get to call the game, or uh, we aren't going to get to call the game either. I wonder if uh, Cool 106 is going to be able to call the game either now that I think about it. But anyway, so with it being the playoffs, NCAA, uh, you know my opinions on them. I really don't like them, boys. But uh, they like really clamp down on like the rights to it because, you know, they got to make that money. Um, and so uh, we were able to get, you know, rights for the first playoff game. And then uh, I don't know how many more rights to the games we would have gotten, but then with it being like, I think I think it's the final semifinals or whatever, and with it being on ESPN, ESPN's going to get the call of the game. So I don't know if it's just ESPN 3000 or if it's going to be actually on ESPN or what. But obviously NCAA and uh, ESPN big money agreement a while back with them with college football and like the playoffs and I don't know how that works with division three but anyway ESPN pays NCAA a lot of money and so obviously we don't have that kind of funds here so we're not going to fight them on the rights to the game but anyway I think it's a load of crap that that we can't have access to the game it's like how about just have as many media platforms as you can calling the game guess what we're good the Campus radio station is going to know more about Whitewater calling the game than probably ESPN will because we've watched them boys for the entire year. And it's like, why not just have, like, your, you can definitely have ESPN call the game if you want, and more people are probably going to listen to on ESPN because, you know, this only goes so far um, compared to, like, you know, ESPN. You can just watch it, you know, whenever, wherever. And so you can definitely let them call the game, but, like, I don't understand, like, how... The campus, the people that paid money, you know, to go here and are trying to, you know, make their resumes look better, you know, calling playoff games and stuff, like, we can't call because ESPN muscles their way in here because they have a lot of funds. And so, I think that's dumb. I feel like there's enough space up in the press box for everyone. I mean, we call the game up on the roof. How about ESPN calls the game up on the roof with us? But I just think it's dumb that campus radio can't call a campus. I mean, granted, we got to call the first campus playoff game, but I just think it's dumb that we can't get the rights for that game. So that really made me mad. But in all seriousness, though, I still love ESPN. Just, you know, I understand it's a business, but I'm just kind of like, so I'll just blame the NCA like I always do. But, yeah, no, that made me mad, though. But it's just like, man, we we – I feel like KO and I would have a good call on that game, but I don't know. Got to let the professionals do it, and I guess got to watch, let them watch film. So hopefully everything goes good with their call. But I will be at Perkins Stadium, though, cheering on them boys since they got one more home game, you know. Um, and then I don't know what would happen if they would have to go out to Salem, Virginia. Because, I mean, the only time I've seen them play in a championship is against Mount Union, so I don't know if they'd have to go out to the stag pole in Virginia or what, but it'd be dope if they had the championship game at Perkins. But um, and then obviously ESPN would definitely get to call that game, and I'd be like, you know, fine, I understand that. Obviously I want to watch the game in person and then possibly hopefully storm the field uh, if they let us, of course. Um, so I think I'm going to do one more for what makes me mad and save. I got another one saved that I'll – 
just save for the podcast probably. Um, because as I said before, this is probably the last show for this semester. Um, with it being near the end of the semester, uh, course evaluations are uh, being done for professors. They hand out, you know, an eval slip, and you know, we fill it out in class, and then we turn it in. But for some reason, like, there's a rule that professors can't be in the room when it happens, so they always have to, like, leave, and then someone has to go take it up, and it's like, why can't they just be in the room? Like, they have to awkwardly go and stand out in the hall, and it's just like, just let them fill it out. Like, trust me, a professor is not going to intimidate me into giving them a better grade, um, but I think it's dumb. And then also, too, like, why can't they just walk it up? Like, I would trust professors are ethically good enough to walk up a sheet of paper to the uh, communication department and, you know, not mess with it. But I don't know. That's that's a really wonky rule, and just I think it's uh, just weird that they have to stand out in the hallway. And another thing that makes me mad, too, on the course evals is – they are way too, like, fair with, like, the professors. Like, it is either you can rate them on excellent, very good, good, fair, or poor. That's, like, I understand, like, obviously you want, like, it to look really good for your professor. But, like, very good or, like, good and fair is the same thing. And so, one, it should either be, you know, we're grading professors. They grade us with A, B, C's, D's, F's. We should be able to fill out on the you know the little scantron, mark an A if you think they've done like they'll give you like course subject like did the professor show enthusiasm teaching this course and like either it can be excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, and you circle in whatever one it is. Um, why not just have A B C D F like that's what we get graded on and so like A if they did a really good job, B if it's good, C average, D below average, F failed but like I just think it's dumb because there's like one professor that I was trying to like fill out and it's like wasn't like the best but it's like I'm circling them and they're like fair and it's like fair good and it's like no that's still shooting them in a really good light like either have it be excellent good okay poor terrible why can't that be the thing instead of it just being so pro professors like a lot of times I get along with my professors, but, like, there's some times where it's just, like, no, you didn't do good in that thing, so I'm going to not, like, give you a completely bad grade, but, like, the, the, like, the second from last is still good, and it's, like, no, that shouldn't be it. That should be up higher because they don't grade us like that. And so, I don't know. I think course evaluations are really dumb. Like, they are important for, like, the communication department to look at and other, you know, departments to look at. But how they have it set up, I think, is really dumb, and it makes me mad because I hate how professors have to stand out in the hallway and, like, just how, like, pro-positive it is. And it's like, you know, just take it down a notch. So I think I'm going to end it here. This has been What Makes Me Mad. Uh, it has been fun this semester venting, um to you guys about it i know i had a couple listeners on the radio and i know i have a couple listeners on the podcast so the podcast i will continue if you're a fan that just listens on the radio and as i said before i am on all like podcast streaming so um 
during this little break that we have during uh, winter break into spring, um, I'll be putting it on podcast and I'll be putting it on spring as well too. Um, I don't know when my show, uh, I'm probably going to apply for a specialty show again in the spring like I did here. I don't know what the time will be for that, um, but I appreciate uh, all you guys listening for the semester. And also, too, I appreciate whoever uh, voted me uh, as a best on-air personality for the radio station. So appreciate the peers uh, voting me on for that for uh, probably my contributions of Hawk Talk and this show. So it's been a lot of fun this semester, so I appreciate all y'all listening. So on the podcast, I'll definitely be putting them out, though, every week. So thank you for listening on the podcast. Appreciate it. Hey, so I just wanted to give a little shout out here at the end of the podcast. Um, I realized I didn't talk a lot about um, Juice World's death. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because I'm not going to be one of those guys that goes on and is like, oh, I listen to him so much. I only listen to a couple of his songs, but uh, I've just been seeing some people kind of criticizing the death. So if you guys don't know. Uh, Juice World, 21-year-old, uh, had a seizure at an airport because apparently he had swallowed some drugs or something like that. And I've seen some people online criticizing him, and I just think it's kind of dumb, and it also does make me mad. But this is going to be kind of a more serious topic than uh, others, and I just think it's kind of dumb that at a, at a such a young age, I mean, Juice World is one year younger than I am, less than one year and that you're expected to make all these perfect decisions in life. And it just it just uh, pisses me off when I see people um, going on criticizing him. I'm like, oh, it's just like, you know, he's 21. That's way too young for someone to die. Yeah, he made some mistakes, but, like, we all aren't perfect. And I've just been seeing some people criticizing his death and everything and criticizing people for remembering him. That He made a lot of good music that touched the lives of a lot of people. And so I just think it's really pointless when people criticize someone for how they die. And so I just kind of wanted to get that off my chest and add that on. So rest in peace, Juice World, and hopefully uh, we don't take life for granted and live every day like it's your last because, I mean, we don't expect to die, but anything can happen. So just wanted to put that little thing in at the end of the podcast. I don't want to darken anyone's mood, but that was just kind of on my mind. So thank you.